serious? No. Would it be that if someone bought two items at once? Ah, uh, maybe. We should really start the show. Welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about NiceHash. I mean, probably not single-handedly, but NVIDIA's mining limiter finally being defeated. Just in time for no one to care about mining at all ever again. Also in NVIDIA news, NVIDIA has released open source GPU drivers for Linux. Kind sort of. of. <laughs> what else we got today? Pretty big, pretty big caveat on the end of that. Um, Google AO 2022? AIO? AO? Why is it AYO? I don't know. Anyways, it's Google stuff, Google news. We're going to talk about Google hardware and bye bye iPod. Really? See ya. Is that news? Uh, what else is news? I, wait, wh where's all the stuff I wanted to talk about? Not here. What, 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 I don't understand. Do you want to just riff it? Do you want to just do it live? I'm going to have to riff no some notes. stuff. All right. No notes going in blind. Let's roll that intro. We're doing it, boys. I know it's IO. That's why I corrected it to IO. In the dock, it's like AYO. And I was like, did I just this? Thanks, Bell. Why don't we jump right into our first topic? Nice hash has finally cracked the last of NVIDIA's defenses, fully unlocking the full hash rate for NVIDIA GPUs that were launched with vBIOS hash rate limiters. Which we called. Well, yeah, of course we did. people told us Because we were not That stupid. we were wrong. Well, those people were... They... So many people. I hope you remember who you are. <laughs> Guys, there's literally billions of yeah. dollars at stake there's so much money there's you gotta you gotta be joking unless it was like soldered off somehow which doesn't even make any sense no you could you could well yeah no you wouldn't no you wouldn't be able to do that because then you wouldn't be able to use those functional components of the gpu for other workloads and their performance would suck yeah. and they wouldn't be competitive yeah yeah they're, but they're, unless you could do that like if it's a software lock there's so much money so like unfathomable amounts of money. It's at the point where, and I'm not saying I'm not saying this is how it happened because I don't know how it works. NiceHash has not explained how the unlock works, uh, but it, it's at the point where you know the kinds of the kinds of crypto billionaires that are out there that could just be like, okay, whatever engineer at Nvidia created this. Here is literally a gigantic bag of money. You can retire. You work for me now. Yeah. And your entire job forever is to undo that thing you did. And then you retire on an island. Like, that's the, that's the kind of money that we're talking about here, guys. There was absolutely no way that this was not going to be cracked. Uh, the timing of it, though, is, is, is quite entertaining. Um. Because it coincides like directly with the crash. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's okay because it means that anyone buying the dip and picking up cheap cards also, can mine on them. Also, as far something. as my very vague, not informed understanding goes, yeah, people on NiceHash right now that are like selling their mining power are mm -hmm. still making some money. Are they? Okay. So, well, there you go. Apparently, they weren't the I first to do it. Uh, this is from 
this is from float plane chat nb minor apparently did it first i do know okay. that the defenses have been slowly crumbling ever since nvidia first introduced their light hash rate gpus and i gotta give nvidia credit it took longer to break through them than i thought uh it's been a year since they launched the rtx 3060 yeah. with a light hash rate limiter there is there is some people pointing to the lapsus stuff and wondering how much of that is related it uh, could be quite related the who, who nvidia knows? leak yeah um i think that you know well okay we'll talk about that in a little bit more depth when we when we open up our next topic here okay. um nice hash has not explained how the unlock works instead linking to queen's a kind of magic music video <laughs> <laughs> it's not all good news <laughs> It only works at this time. It only works on Windows and only using ethash. Eat it. Uh, well, I, this might dagger Hashimoto. Okay, there. That's okay. And as of today, the RTX 3050 and 3080 12 gig cards are both still locked. So it's not every GPU that this is working on. However suspicious the timing is, um. It's really only relevant at this point to miners looking to squeeze extra value out of cards that they already have because the price of crypto has been crashing to the point where I don't think even the most fervent cryptocurrency enthusiasts would be telling you to go out and buy GPUs explicitly for mining right now. I mean, Ethereum uh, is down from a high of $31,063 US to $2,067 and Bitcoin uh, was at a high of 41,532. Hold on, that is that the one month high? Oh, that's only the one month high. Yeah, it was at like 60,000 a while ago. Anyway, it's at 30,000 now. So we have seen a significant crash. Uh, oh, this is great. <laughs> Who wrote this? I'm gonna be Anthony. Uh, Many stable coins fixed to the US dollar, says Anthony, have been destabilized as assets are shuffled, shuffled slash extracted in response. Can I just take a moment to shout out that stable coins were always a scam? I, I read the name, read like a one or two liner on the premise and was like, I don't get it. Don't see how it works. And then just bailed out. But that, that's after I had already pulled out entirely. So I don't know. Oh, man. It's interesting. Some analysts see Bitcoin's price history as proof that it will be able to bounce back. But, I mean, how much? Um, I, I think markets in general are yes. going to be turning down. We uh, should be fair. Bitcoin and Ethereum are far from the only things crashing right now. You oh, looked yeah. at Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Uh, a lot of tech stocks a lot of tech stocks over yeah, the shopify? last like six months seen shopify over the last shopify six months got nailed hey like, shopify we're rooting for you to still exist by the way because yeah like, that'd be great i yeah. really don't want to make a store our Please. store actually runs on your platform we do kind of still need it i desperately do not want to have to try to make that um <laughs> please please keep <laughs> existing um they seem like they're doing fine i think like internally okay i won't say too much but i think they're doing fine well didn't they already i thought i read an article saying that shopify was planning to like do stock buybacks like executives were planning to buy stocks so clearly they have some confidence yeah and i, I mean out, out of a lot of like tech companies they seem to have a lot more like you know realness to them they have mm -hmm. a lot of money going through their platform on like something like twitter which is just like how does this any ooh, it, what, what nope i i must have been reading about someone else that's not uh 
This is okay. So I can't find my source for that. Conrad just said in Floatplane chat, and this so this is a external developer, well, internal to us, external yep. to Shopify, um, that works on Shopify stuff. And he said Shopify is so nice. I hope we never have to use something else. Hearing that from an external developer should mean a lot for the company that it is said about. Yeah, they could um, also do better. Well, yeah. Okay, definitely agreed. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of things that Shopify could do better. Like, to be clear, Shopify, great partner. We use the platform. They've sponsored us in the past. <laughs> Shopify could do better. There's, there's some problems. There's some, there's some problems. has some problems, but there, yeah, there's definitely some problems. We've had to, like, change roadmaps and plans and stuff based on... What's, Based on what's going on targets not getting hit yeah, by but Shopify. It is um, what it is. Um, uh, there's a lot of different articles about a lot of different things right now uh, in relation to like coins crashing and general stocks crashing and everything else. Uh, there's an article from Forbes talking about how apparently a trillion dollars in value has just been wiped out. Woo! Wow. That's a big number. It's almost like it was all imaginary money. Who would have thunk it? I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I can say way too much on this topic. I just, I almost wish it didn't crash so hard, if that makes sense. Why? I mean, to be clear, I'm not saying it should have crashed harder. I'm just, I'm just asking. I, I don't think it would be good for it to cease to, like, practically exist, if that makes sense. Like the stock market. <laughs> basically because there's stories i don't want to get way too into various things but there's stories like uh to throw ukraine for an example there's stories of people like buying cars in ukraine with bitcoin after the after the local banks had entirely locked everything down yeah. so people with ukrainian credit cards could not make purchases right so they purchased cars with bitcoin in order to get out of the country which is like that's pretty cool yeah like that it, i so i don't know um I I, th I think it was kind of to the mooning a little hard. I think everything in that area was to yes. the mooning a little hard. So I'm happy that maybe it's coming back down to earth. I mean, this but I has hope been, we hit a more stable. This has been a ridiculous. I'm a. I don't even want to call it a bull run. I mean, it's been pretty clear that we've been in a bubble for quite some time, and there yeah. is there is a benefit to you know, to the valuation of companies and the valuation of their stocks having some kind of fundamental basis in reality as opposed to just being pure tulip bulb speculation there's always that what you were kind of talking about with shopify right like if if the public determines that your company's worth like nothing and you're one of the like people who run that company you can just be like oh sweet yeah i'll buy this up because we are going to be worth something so i can i will back that up myself and then you add you you, re you retain that kind of minimum value right? times like this make me just so grateful that we do not have any outside money in our company because i'm looking at it going okay maybe a recession maybe depression maybe there's a lot of spooky stuff on the horizon there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now but what i know for sure is that as long as we can stay in our little in our little corner of this chaotic universe spinning around at a zillion miles an hour through the cosmos then we should be okay there's there's not an external factor like uh there could never be a hostile takeover yeah. of Linus Media Group you know you could never have some billionaire come in and say okay 
I'm gonna go straight to your. I'm gonna go straight to your shareholders, and I'm going to offer them ten or twenty percent more than what the stock is is worth, where it's being publicly traded, and I now own your company. That is actually impossible. They would they would have to negotiate with Yvonne. Yeah, I was gonna say they they have to go through. Uniform. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, dude. I don't know if you have enough billions of dollars. <laughs> she's she's a really it's a good person to have on your team. She can be a very tough negotiator, is what I'll say. Both having been married to her for a thousand years and working with her for a thousand years. <laughs> um, she's one of those people that I don't. It's not that she doesn't understand that there needs to be a give and take in a negotiation. It's that I'm not sure that she cares. <laughs> She's like, well, whatever you're supposed to get out of it, you better negotiate for that. I'm not advocating for it. What about my stuff? Okay, all right, fair enough, lady. <laughs> to be clear, she's a very wonderful, wonderful lady. I'm just really glad that in a cage fight, she's in my corner, not the other one. Speaking of cage fight, this is totally off topic. Yeah. Are you going to watch tomorrow? Watch what? Uh, Crater Clash. Oh, uh, I I definitely should. I definitely should. I I haven't been interested in any of the celebrity or creator boxing matches or anything at all yeah. until this one. And now I'm like actually really stoked. <laughs> just because the roster's ridiculous. The roster's so cool. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of people. Here's what I want to know. Okay, I'm Dr. Mike. Yeah. I presumably took some kind of oath to do no harm. Am I actually allowed to pummel the stuffing out of someone? I don't, I don't know. It would be, okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, I no, I'm serious right now. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's a different thing because you're not. Oh, because it's for entertainment now. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, but he's a... not he's not practicing medicine. Y you know, in a boxing match. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah. I so wait. Literally the so whole as point. long as a doctor is not actually practicing medicine, well, then about, it's fine for them about, to just beat the crap out of people. What about combat combat medics that like carry firearms? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the rules. Do I look like a doctor to they're, you? I, I, I mean, I don't either. I haven't exactly dove into it. Uh, <laughs> I would probably be horrible at that profession. Um, but I, I have to assume that it has to tie in directly with, with uh, practicing medicine. Dr. Mike apparently has a video discussing it. Okay, I missed that. As far as my understanding goes, he like has actually been training boxing for like a long time. Cool. Then this will be very interesting. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not fighting him then. Seeing seeing some of the people involved, they, yeah, I I don't know. I think it's gonna be really interesting. That's it. Uh, Ed Nutting asks, does LMG not have any debt financing, mortgage, loan, etc.? Are you really at no risk? We are at a very acceptable level of risk. I think pretty we, much every business is gonna have some level of risk. We could never, under any circumstances, lose our main HQ. Um, Right now, it's a pretty solid fallback. Yeah, right now we're a little vulnerable on the lab. We just just took out financing against the lab, um, and theoretically, if something truly catastrophic were to happen, actually, yeah, it'd be it'd be really difficult. It'd be really difficult for anything to happen real estate wise to wipe us out. And even if interest rates shot up. We are in such a position that long before we would run into any kind of inability to pay our monthly payments, um, the entire Canadian economy would have collapsed. Like, there, unless interest rates shot to sixty percent or something like that, 
Uh, it's it's all manageable. I mean, our main our main expenses are payroll, and that's our main priority is making sure that we can cover payroll month to month. Everything else is like the twenty gigabit internet connection that I'm looking into is secondary. It actually <laughs> would cost only as much as our current ten gigabit connection. Oh, but it's not quite as baller a connection. So we're we're Jake's looking into it. Jake's okay. looking into it. It's from an all it's from an alternate provider. Oh. But then our existing provider, ITEL, has been making some spicy offers. So we're we're trying to we're trying to figure out what our best path forward is here. The one thing that I know for sure is that I want a direct connection between this building and the lab. And that's either going to happen officially or it's going to happen unofficially. <laughs> Teasing future content, by nice. the way. Beautiful. I, so, someone in chat, sorry, yeah. just someone in chat asked uh, about the the job postings from last week. They have been up since Monday, as I said. Mm -hmm. Please check them out. We've had people apply already to all the positions. Uh, there is a problem, which I was informed about today, that apparently the, the new system that we're using on the site for jobs is not accepting international phone numbers, but we are allowing remotes for some of the positions. Oh, okay. We so should try to figure that out. I'm going to send an email to the person who manages that stuff and hopefully it will be fixed. I, I mean, they're probably like going to be gone for the day by the time they get that. So I would check Monday again. Got it. But yeah. You can also... Never mind. Bradiel asks, does that mean that the wireless internet sharing didn't work so well? It worked great, but that's for Creator Warehouse. They don't need they don't need to review, you know, high bit rate 8K footage or whatever on their workstations from the server room in the other building. That's not necessary. They are literally just using it for internet and like maybe saving Adobe Illustrator projects, stuff like that. This is this is so we might be putting a, a rack in Creator Warehouse. Um, because there's Why? a project that AJ, Nick, another person, I don't know if I can say their name, and I are working on where they might have to have a server physically on location. Just so you know. What? Who needs a server on location? Creator Warehouse. They need a server. Yeah. In their... The business team. The business team. For this like archaic software thing that it just, they just need, apparently. Like an like an intranet server, pretty much. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I mean, it could be somewhere. Can else. Can you just explain this? It could okay. be somewhere else, but I it has to be on LAN. And uh, I, while you could solve that problem, it would probably just make the most sense to put it over there. How top secret is this? I don't think we should say the name of the thing. All right. Yeah. Well, I hate it. That might not even be a problem. I just don't want to, just in case. I hate it, and I think it's stupid. Okay. Okay. Well, we're doing it, so. <laughs> Thanks. Glad we got that sorted out. Let's talk about NVIDIA's open source GPU drivers for Linux. Now, this was written up by Anthony as well, so I'm fairly certain that this is already in there. But can I just say that the timing of this is also extremely suspicious? Does this feel like NVIDIA just getting out ahead of, well, everything leaked already anyway, so since it's out there oh. anyway, we might as well just do it anyway? I mean, it's possible. It's possible that this is more of a response to the Steam Deck. Uh, some people in Fullplane Chat have actually guessed what it is. That's amazing. Um, I Yeah, I thought it was an answer to Steam Deck. That was my knee-jerk to this. 
that's that's possible as well. I what mean, you said makes sense. Though. Nvidia just allowing AMD to have pretty much all of the market share of Linux gamers. Because remember, Steam Deck is not going to be the only handheld. And as soon as SteamOS actually launches, is available more broadly, we're going to see not just handhelds. Steam machines are going to become a freaking thing. Yeah. You're going to have Steam machines in people's living rooms because why not? Don't why not? Windows license. Exactly. The libraries there anyways. Like... And so by not allowing the open source community to contribute to their drivers, NVIDIA is going to be giving up performance. They're going to be giving up features. It's going to be costing them more because they just need to do all the maintenance. And so maybe they've finally figured out that this tide is turning and they need to just get with the program. All right, do you want to run us through what Anthony actually wrote up? So that that's it. That's my hot take on this. I, I swear, no no hot takes today. Yeah, so it's it's been nearly a decade since the Linus Torvalds famous uh, giving the fingers, which I can't press a bleep button for a gesture. So uh, yeah, can we can we blur? Can you blur on the fly, Bell? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, I like since, it. <laughs> it's been nearly a decade since uh, Linus Torvalds did that, um, and now the open source drivers are apparently available as an alpha. It's not really quite as simple as they are out there. Everything about them is open source, and it's all hunky dory. Uh, because of course it's not, because it's from Nvidia. Uh, so there are caveats. The caveats are the drivers will only work on Turing or RTX 20 or later GPUs, thanks to a reliance on the GPU system processor uh, included in that generation. And okay. only the kernel module is open source at the moment. Cool. User space modules and utilities are all still closed source. So this should help things be more stable. There, there was some notes later on. Yeah, according to Wendell, this is a this situation is 90% the same, but NVIDIA is trying to do it the right way. And this isn't really a win for open source, but it is for usability. So it's uh there's there, there's a cool quote here that is this is for users, not the neckbeards. Which okay. is still good. But not as good. Not really what I think basically everyone wanted but still a good thing. I mean, that's kind of NVIDIA's MO. Yeah. It's good, and you'll buy it, but it isn't what you want. <laughs> it's really not what you're looking for. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully this is a step in the right direction. Hopefully this is not the end. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. Um, open source drivers should finally allow for the fully open source Nouveau driver to properly use newer GPUs, aside from features NVIDIA previously blocked, like locking the GPU minimum clocks, for example. Man, okay, so it sounds to me like unless NVIDIA does the work, which they probably won't, it's gonna AMD is still going to have an enormous yeah. advantage on Linux. Like looking at the way that Valve has been able to tune the, 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 the well, actually, both the CPU and the GPU of the Steam Deck. Like, oh, wow! It's way better. It like it's just way it, better. They are going to be hampered unless they open it up. It's 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 just. I I think the quote is actually quite good. This is for users, not neckbeards. This is going to simplify things. Yeah, mostly. I I that's that's my take on it. Is it's mostly just a, a simplification of the process. It should make things a little bit easier. It's not necessarily going to make things significantly better. I'd love to know what Anthony thinks is the reason. So it's most early speculation. Yeah, <laughs> most early speculation revolves around Nvidia's motivations for doing this. So here are the ones that uh, that Anthony provides. We should do a poll. Should we do a poll? Yeah. Is like Straw Poll going to let me down again? Uh, do dot com. 
Oh, okay. The .com one is is not garbage. Seems to be still working. Create a poll. Okay. Why did Nvidia do this? Wait. Description. Okay. Here's some answers. I just gotta gotta grab these. Uh, lapsus. Uh, staying. Okay. The options are uh, the hack by Lapsus earlier this year. Okay. So that's option number one. We've got an attempt to stay relevant in the data center as Arc and Radeon Pro ramp up. Hold on, I'm actually going to copy paste these so we can have exactly exactly Anthony's wording. We've got the option of an internal takeover by Linux enthusiasts. I am imagining. I'm imagining like a mutiny of Linux enthusiasts. They have little little Linux pirate flags at their desks. They need to have by the way art shirts and stuff like I I, Instead of a skull and crossbones, it's like a penguin skull and crossbones. I love it. I love it. I, I, you know, I don't want to bias the results, but <laughs> from my experience, my experience dealing with Nvidia people, they they drink the Kool Aid pretty good over there. I, I doubt there was any kind of mutiny uh, or coup. And then what was the one that uh, what was the one that I had said? I forget. Did I say something different that wasn't this? Uh, I think we both mentioned the Steam Deck. Oh yeah, Steam Deck. Uh, Steam uh, not seeding, or that I think you were the one who said that. Not seeding sure. Linux market share to AMD uh, Steam Deck threat. Yeah. All right, here we go. Create a poll. Um, okay, create poll. Okay, let's see if this works. It is. Definitely way more work to create a poll with this one, but I guess I'll allow it. Oh, this is interesting news. We are simul streaming to Facebook for the first time. And unfortunately, I showed up last minute for WAN Show and I did not get a chance to load up Facebook chat. So that's a lot of chats to monitor. I cannot post this to it. I have done that. Really? Where did you get the URL? Floatplane. Oh, smart. Is this what it's like to have a producer? <laughs> I think so. Well, I like it. <laughs> I like it quite a lot. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at the results here. Another. <laughs> and Floatplane and Twitch chat, I need you guys to relax. Okay. Do they? Yeah, they fight when every I, time you screen. When up. I screen share, <laughs> yeah. they fight, and it's important for them to not fight because there's nothing to fight over, guys. Floatplane chat is my favorite child. You don't have to compete for my attention. Twitch, you were never going to get lost. it anyway. Yeah. And Floatplane, you have nothing to prove. On my side, I, I'm not as I'm not as uh, nice to everyone as you. I only have Floatplane chat. I don't have anything else. You just you don't even look at the other no. ones. So for wow. for a while there, I was actually really confused as to what was happening, because randomly there'd just be all these arrows, and I thought they were like talking about themselves because mm -hmm. they were kind of pointing at their own usernames. Yeah, and I was like, what is? Why, why is everyone being so self-deprecating? And then I finally <laughs> figured out that that this is happening and it's going in both directions. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Hilarious. Twitch is not impressed with you, but see, the thing <laughs> is that Luke doesn't care because you're Twitch. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. A sincere apology to Linus Torvalds has the lowest there's, share of the vote. Which makes sense because there's no, no way. <laughs> there's no chance at all. Is there a Linus that NVIDIA is on good terms with right now? <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, the, the next least likely, according to the community, is an internal takeover by Linux enthusiasts. Yeah, I, I pers- I'm on the same page as, as you guys. That's with a that fun one. idea. I, yeah, yeah I, it's definitely would be an amazing comedy sketch, but other than that, I don't think so. I'm surprised at how few people think it's the lapses hack and just getting out ahead of that. I mean, I guess based on how uh, how base basic level the open sourcingness of it is here um that that could be true that could be true that that is not the case and the winner here by actually a significant margin is not wanting to cede linux market share to amd seeing the steam deck and the momentum as a threat i think i think the data center point has a lot of credence to it as well because like if you look at what Nvidia has cared about over the last while, data center, data center is absolutely up there. Yeah, uh, my my knee jerk was the Steam Deck thing. Honestly, right now, if I had to pick one, I'd probably vote for the data center one. You think so? Not to like bail on my own idea, but the second I read that data center one, I was like, oh, because you, with so many things in life, right? Follow yeah. the money. Yeah. So it's like, where's the money on this one? Is it? Is it? losing steam deck whatever it's like yeah there's there's probably some there. there's some I, money I there so. there's real money there data center though yeah there's, there's a lot of real money there, money there. yeah like oof. i mean we uh we checked out a system this week from camino that has from camino yeah a system from camino yeah nice it's the company's called camino that's cool wait is am i missing something isn't that where they like made clones uh um, no i don't think so camino Really? Yeah. In my defense... Kamino, purged from the Jedi archives. All evidence of the mysterious world of Kamino was removed. In my defense... A lonely world beyond the Outer Rim. It's been a moment since I've watched the prequel trilogy. Did I just Star Wars knowledge you? Oh, yeah. It hasn't happened many times. I never claimed to be uh, a big prequel trilogy nerd. Yeah. If you can, if you can, original trilogy or like early expanded universe out nerd me, then I will be surprised, yeah, even though it's been twenty years. That's a, that's a probably not. Yeah, that's uh, that's really going to be tough. Yeah. But when it comes to anything newer, like I haven't even seen Clone Wars. I like watched the animated. Yeah, series? I okay, watched yeah. the first episode, and it's pretty kitty, Luke. Yeah, it it really the whole thing is questionable there's parts that are really good got it i never i have never actually just sat down and watched it that's another note that it is kind of important it's always just been on yes. you've been like this is cool i like lasers i'm gonna do something else while this is on like a side monitor or got something. it okay yeah. so we checked out the system from camino that has four nvidia a6000s in it and the whole time while we were playing around with it by the way you know the bmw blender render yeah okay it did it in like seven seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay, classroom. Oh man, what was classroom? No, I'm I'm afraid. To, I think classroom was like thirteen or fourteen. This, this is getting into like these are insane durations where you have to make a new test, basically. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Uh, we ran classroom with uh, instead of three hundred samples, ten thousand samples, and it went to like. <laughs> three minutes or something like that like it is actually ridiculous this is a fast system and we went through this whole thing with it not knowing how much it cost because we were kind of sitting there going well i don't know that kind of takes some of the fun out of it right like who wants to know how much this crazy thing costs let's just look at it and go ooh, ah and 
at the end, <laughs> we started adding it up and we realized that the CPUs for it were uh, something like $7,000 each. <laughs> like to give you guys some idea of how much money there is in the data center space, you know, you think in your in your sheltered consumer mindset, right? You think a $500 CPU is very expensive. And you're right. Yeah, it's a lot sure. of money for processed sand, right? But in the data center, $500, that's not even worth writing a check for, okay? To, to, to just to put it in perspective, Why right? Why are we ordering that low of a unit count? Exactly, exactly. But let's just... Tack it on to our next order. Don't even bother. It's not worth doing the paperwork. So these CPUs are like $7,000 each. And we go and we look up these GPUs, these A6000s. By the time they're water blocked and integrated into this crazy render system, they're like five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 each. And it's got four of them in there. And you go on Camino's <laughs> site and they don't expect you to buy one of these. Okay, you go on Camino's site for the, uh, what is it, the, the, the Grando RM, check this thing out. And they're like, yeah, and one of the really important features of it is that it's available as a, a Grando MDC, a container full <laughs> oh. of Grandos with a total power of up to, what, 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 what is this, half a megawatt? Half a megawatt, my friends. Oh, my god. Okay? I just don't even know how to deal with this. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, look at the cooling solution they built for this thing. I'm sorry. We're going back to my screen here. Like, what the actual bananas is this? Racks Whoa. on racks on racks. This is like, it's like those mining containers, except for, you know, actually doing something productive. You know what I mean? Wow. Crazy, right? That is nuts. So we got just one of these things and we're utterly blown away by the performance of it. And I forget how I got on this topic now. Man, I was wondering like what... Oh, the money in the data center. Yeah. Money. There's a lot of money there. And that GPU, that GPU is not actually a ton more die area than what NVIDIA might put on something like an RTX 3080 Ti. Okay? So the cost from that standpoint is not that much higher. It's higher because you got to understand as you increase the die area, it's not just like, oh, this die is twice as big. It costs twice as much because as you go twice as big, the odds of an error go up by much, much more when you have fewer dies on a wafer. Uh, so the cost is significantly higher, but it sure as crap is not seven times higher. Now they are paying more for memory and NVIDIA does not make memory, so they have to buy that from a third party. But the margin on data center GPUs is absolutely higher. Crazy. Wow. I was wondering what people might use that for and then scroll down slightly on Camino's website and it makes sense, like video production stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, machine learning. Filming with Unreal Engine 5 as like the, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, Mandalorian did a bunch of that. Yes, they did. And like, I wonder if the they coolest thing about was, Mandalorian was how they filmed it. No offense. I'm sorry. Mandalorian is a perfectly, if you were desperate, if you, if every ounce of your being was crying out for Star Wars content, then it probably felt great. <laughs> oh, Lee Sun Kra. 
asks, what's that shirt? I'm so glad yeah, what you is asked. that shirt, dude? We just launched a new shirt. I hope you guys understand that when he shows up on set with a new shirt and I ask, he won't tell me because he makes me wait until the show. Oh, it's uh, a screwdriver. Roy that makes did up sense. this design, yes. That so it sense. actually is based on the LTT screwdriver. That's right. We are not just monetizing the screwdriver as a screwdriver. <laughs> we are monetizing it as a fantastic design for sure. And honestly, that's one of the things I really love about Lloyd's designs is he manages to integrate the spirit of whatever object it is, be it a CPU or fans or GPUs or headphones or whatever, but just make it a shirt that's like, palatable to wear you know yeah, that you yeah. that you'd actually want to go out and be seen in so hey, these pictures feature uh one of our producer dudes one of our producer dudes I'm pretty sure i can see his name yeah he's been on camera damn i can't believe this made it as shot number two okay that's great uh we got dennis in there andy a screwdriver bro <laughs> Andy really wanted to do this shot with the with the mid flip. Hey, there's Dan. You guys just met Dan for I think the first time. Anyway, the screwdriver shirt is now available, and I believe that's the only LTT store news that I have for you guys. The stealth sweatpants as well. Oh, that explains why there was this big sales spike like an hour before the show. I saw like a thing that went like that, and I was like, what? 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 What's going on? I had I didn't dig into the report. Uh, right. Sorry. So hold on. Let me, let me, do you have that up already? I do. I'll just go to your screen then. On an amazing photo. Wow. Who did that? Is that David? Yeah. What? Super cool, actually. That's awesome. That's Is that the first one? Oh, no. no. You actually have to scroll down to see it. Yeah. I love it. Very cool. So are these are these the same like structurally and everything? Just no orange accents, I'm assuming. Um, I believe so. It looks like it, but I'm not certain. Yes, I believe so. That's cool. That's awesome. All right, let's go ahead and go, let's see if I, I got I got all these buttons here. Now we got we upgraded the production values. Shout out uh, Dan and Bell for getting that going. YKK zippers, three lengths for optimal fit. Uh, cotton French terry fabric, so the same as our blank hoodies. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's pretty much uh, everything we need to say about that for now. Do you want to jump into sponsors? Yeah. The show is brought to you today by... Thanks to New Relic for sponsoring today's show. If you're a software engineer, I know you've been here. It's 9 p.m., you're finally unwinding from work, when suddenly your phone buzzes with an alert. Something's broken, and your mind's already racing at what could be wrong. Is it the network? Is it the cloud provider? Did I introduce a bug in my last deploy? Now the whole team scrambling from tool to tool and messaging person after person to find and fix the issue. That won't happen if you get New Relic. New Relic combines 16 different monitoring products that you normally buy separately, so engineering teams can see across the entire software stack in one place. More importantly, you can pinpoint issues down to the line of code so you know exactly why the problem happened and can resolve it quickly. Whether you run a cloud-native startup or a Fortune 500 company, it takes just five minutes to set up New Relic in your environment. You can access the whole New Relic platform and 100 gigabytes of data for free, forever, no credit card required, by signing up at newrelic.com slash WAN. That's N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com slash W-A-N. This episode's also brought to you by FreshBooks. When building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all the invoicing and accounting on your own, you're probably spending time on work you don't love. FreshBooks is built for business owners like you. 
It's the all-in-one accounting software that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week. That's 11 hours you can spend nailing a client pitch, serving your customers, or honing your craft. From building, sending, and following up on invoices to tracking and managing expenses to processing online payments, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all the tough and annoying parts of running your own business. It's also super easy to get up and running, and the award-winning FreshBooks support team is always available to answer questions. So try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required, by going to freshbooks.com slash WAN and get more time back to build the business you love. What do you want to talk about next? Should we talk about this thing that I pasted under Linus Thoughts at the bottom here? Linus Thoughts. Or that I didn't paste, Where, someone pasted Linus it. Thought? There's an image pasted in the in the doc. You'll like it. You'll like it. Okay. I don't I don't see the Linus Thoughts banner, but Really? The, uh... Hashtag Linus Thoughts? You don't see it? All caps? I'm a highlight it for oh, you. Oh, there. Okay. Be really helpful. I was looking for oh, I like missed. A I highlighted something else entirely. I got it. We're good. Yeah, sure. Here we go, boys. Let's do it. Uh, which part? Like the whole thing? You know what? Let's do it after. Let's do a couple merch messages. Okay, nice. If you guys aren't familiar, yeah. we do not do super chats anymore. We do merch messages. And if you have a particularly thoughtful one, then Bell will flag it as a curated merch message and read it to us on the show so we can respond. And if you're on Facebook, we don't do that either, whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't know what it's called. Yep. If we don't know what it's called, odds are we're not going to reply to it. <laughs> no. So our first message is from Tommy. Uh, it's their birthday. Happy birthday, it? Happy birthday, Tommy. What are your mer- most memorable birthday stories? Oh, well, it's got to be the time that my mom uh, inflated what, I mean, I, w- I must, oh, man, I must have been, I must have been like four. It's one of my earliest memories. Whoa. I was yeah. really young, wow. but it felt like hundreds of helium balloons uh, filled our house like like the entire ceiling it felt like to me as a small I mean maybe it wasn't that many if you're an adult but it felt to me like our whole house which was a very small like uh, low income housing it's, it was in a development called Ladner Willows back at the time I think it's changed names now I'm not sure but it felt like the whole house was full of balloons with uh, with streamers down and so it was like walking through a forest of like balloon tails and I could I could pull on them and like move them around and stuff that's that's one of my that's one of my earliest memories and it's one of my favorite birthday memories that's cool for me um for pretty much all my birthdays in high school we used to have land parties at my parents house um and I mean <laughs> we did it we did it basically every weekend regardless but we would go like extra hard on on birthdays and there was one year where we we had a halo tournament set up and we had a whole like uh, uh ladder and everything and it was it was awesome there was teams it was it was really cool and we had one team playing out in the garage and one team playing in the house every time and we had the xboxes mm-hmm. that worked together so that there was no screen peeking or anything but you could hear each other yelling at each other because nice. we leave the door open you know how that's always so works. fun oh it's the greatest part yeah. and it ended the 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 whole tournament ended with one person with a uh, I don't remember if it was a rocket launcher or a shotgun. And I know the other person had a sword and they both came around the corner on each other and both like did their attack action at the same time. And no one was really sure exactly what happened until the board came up. So cool. House just absolutely erupted. It like, it was awesome. And then after that, we, we grabbed like a bunch of lids to these big like uh, containers yeah. that we had. We went to the local skate park and it was all snowy. 
and we went down like the the ramps in the skate park on the lids as if they were sleds and nice. it was just it was just chaos yeah i love it but in like the best of ways man you you didn't play worms armageddon with us at the last land night you missed yeah, out. I... Bell, were you in that game? Yes. That was freaking crazy. I heard you guys roaring. Well, yeah. we barely know how to play because for most of us, we've either never played or it's been 20 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, it was down to through just sheer ridiculousness because no one knows what they're doing. Sure. It was down to me and who was still playing at that point? I forget. Was it... Uh... I think it was a new lab person. One of, yeah, I think it was one of the new lab oh, people. Oh, yeah, no, I know who it was. Yeah, 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 okay. So I screwed up my finisher. Like, we just had two worms left, one each. I screwed up my finisher, and it was over. And then he screwed up his finisher. And, like, no one could believe it. <laughs> and then what, what happened on the last shot or something? Didn't I miss? But then somehow it managed to, like, kill him anyway or something like anyway there's it was, a lot of weird stuff like that it, it was amazing man and there's just something about that atmosphere because in okay fall it guys for example person to a certain degree fall guys is a perfect example of a multiplayer game a party type game where as soon as you're knocked out you are completely disengaged from the game but that doesn't happen at a land because you have nowhere else to go and nothing else to do so everyone turns into spectators yeah. so when you play a seven person match i think it was seven six or seven i can't remember you play a six person match and you've got everyone who's still who's out of it going ah! just like just just exploding when something crazy happens you can't beat that environment yeah and there's stuff like like one thing that i think led to the hype of that is we often had these halo lands usually they we didn't bother like hook everything up in the garage and stuff though mm -hmm. so it was all inside and usually it was on just one tv so there's a lot of screen peeking and it wasn't as serious this time we had them separated teams were apart your team was figured out way ahead of time if you made it to the finals you made it through like multiple other teams so you guys were like nice. working on strategies and stuff like it, it actually got like pretty serious it's really cool i don't know i i deeply miss that atmosphere because that's uh not a thing that is as easy to do anymore because everyone just wants to stay home but. i also have another birthday memory that i should probably talk about the first year that yvonne and i were together for my birthday she got me i mean this was the moment when i had to know, know that this, this was forever i know this one okay yeah. she bought me was this year one or year two i can't remember exactly which year but She's clearly my soulmate. She went out with me and she either, did, she, did I pay for it? Did she pay for it? It didn't matter. The point was we went out and got me for my birthday an air conditioner, a window mounted air conditioning this is unit. This the one I thought it was. This was my birthday in, I, I'd have to check the year, but she went oh! out and bought me oh, a window mounted cool. air conditioner, Okay, helped me tear it down and helped me get started building my chiller, yeah, which was sick. my Sub-Zero cooler for my, I guess it would have been an, uh, an Optron 165 back then or something like that. It was either that or E6600 era, I can't remember. The point is, any any woman who will do that for you, you gotta, you gotta hold on I to that. Th this must have been later. This, uh, Yeah, it being later makes complete sense, but I, I, I thought you were talking about the case. Uh, TJ07 was either was B was after must have been after. Yeah, I can't I can't remember the timelines. Timing. Make more sense for it to be after, I think. 
did I work at NCIX yet at that time? Maybe not. No, I think Chiller's first. I yeah. think TJO7 is later because that's when I was with at NCIX. So yeah. I think TJO7 uh, might be like year two or three. And the HD555s are very early on, but that's NCIX. So HD555s might have been year two, TGO7 year three. And then, I mean, can you tell that this lady like takes care of me? Man. So, yeah. It's pretty cool. Built, put, putting together, and I mean, more took it apart than put it together, but my, my first Sub-Zero CPU cooler uh, was definitely a super memorable, super memorable birthday for me. That's sweet. Uh, I don't have a ton of time left. Should we finish topics or should we do more merch messages? Oh, I, I, I okay. Bell, do you want to just, uh, why don't I do a quick topic and you can go through and see if there's anything that's uh, directed at Luke so we can make sure we get to that right away. Cool. Elon Musk has put the Twitter deal on hold over fake account details. This morning, Musk tweeted, Twitter deal temporarily on hold, pending details supporting calculation that spam fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users. He linked a Reuters article describing a Twitter filing which estimated that fake slash spam accounts represented fewer than 5% of the platform's monetizable daily active users during Q1 of 2022. And we've, we've sort of talked about this on the show. This came up a few weeks back where, where I mentioned, or one of us mentioned, who knows, um, that, that it had very recently, like right before the acquisition announcement come out because of all this stuff that was going on, that they had a lot more fake users than they thought. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Elon replied to his own tweet with, Still committed to the acquisition, um, but analysts are speculating that Musk could be seeking to renegotiate the price or even walk away from the takeover. I mean, if I was him, I'd be walking away from the takeover. I the, the saw. Counting I did my look. Blessings at the same time. I did not verify the numbers, um, but I saw a hilarious tweet that was basically like, "Cost to start Tesla, one and a half billion." Cost to start SpaceX, like two billion. Cost to take over stupid social media platform, forty-four billion. It's really not looking like his best move right now. Yeah. Twitter's share price, which was already selling for less than the fifty-four twenty per share that Musk offered, plunged ten percent Friday morning following the tweets. And this is only the latest instance of Musk causing wild shifts in share prices with tweets. Um. Now, this is a random thought, just sort of unrelated to Willy Wonty. Seeing the positive response to Elon's commitment to authenticate all humans on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, have you noticed how positive the internet has been around that? Like as I an think... effort to reduce spam, reduce bots. But are you not reminded of the time Google tried to do this with Google Plus? and how angry everyone was about it. They tried to do it with Google+, they tried to do it with YouTube. Facebook tried to do it, and every single time people are mad, but now all of a sudden Elon Musk wants to do it, and I feel like the backlash is way less. I do think Twitter is a little different. This is this is one time where I'll, I'll kind of side with the, the Twitter side of things, where I usually go on the other side. I do think Twitter's a little different. I, I think the standard approach for most people on Twitter is to to go with a very personalized public profile mm -hmm. with their name or whatever else. Um, and you can be authenticated on, on Twitter without your name being there. I believe the Google Plus stuff, like when they did it to YouTube comments, it became your name. Your full right? name, yes. Yeah, so that's. I don't think that's going to be a thing on Twitter. Um, but what's the point of a verification process if it doesn't verify 
your name. I don't think it's verifying your name, though. Yeah, but you're still... It's verifying that this is an official account for whatever it represents. I see. So, like, the Linus Tech Tips account wouldn't have to become, like... Linus Sebastian corporate Twitter account. It would be able to say Linus Tech Tips. Sure. Okay. Um, So, if, if you were representing a... But Google Plus allowed allowed like entity accounts as well. Did it? I don't know. Yeah, it did. Okay. So I don't know. I think this might be one of those things where a lot of people are in an anything but what we have mentality. Sure. Because verification right now is just fundamentally broken. I mean, is it just is it one of those things where they just hadn't spent enough time on YouTube to understand that verified human users on YouTube was a positive thing? I, I mean, think about where we'd be today with YouTube platform spam if we had all just submitted to our Google overlords ten years ago. I, I don't. I, don't, I look. I'm not. I'm saying I don't there'd like, be less spam. I don't. Okay, sure. I'm not saying submitting to our Google overlords I is don't a like good that idea. Argument because they have done such a bad job of it. Yes. When we know that, like, they could be doing community better. projects from like Theo Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Are incredibly outperforming this like billion dollar company's efforts. Like, it's no, laughable. they just don't care and have put no work into it and could solve the problem, but aren't. They were busy and removing dislikes. And I don't think that we need to like give up our whatever in order for anything. We, we shouldn't have to give up anything for them to accomplish this. Like, just, ugh. How is it even possible it's that insane. every permutation of the word WhatsApp? Cannot yeah. <laughs> just be with one button removed from your comment section. I I, I read but scams work. I've had not one yeah. but two people in the last week alone, or maybe two weeks, but either tweet at me or DM me saying, "Hey, what happened to that GPU I won?" Or like uh, someone was salty about like me and Shroud ripping them off, and I was like, "This literally never happened." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there was a, I was looking through the comments of the last WAN show, and there was a few that I expanded because there was a reply, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what people think about this comment. And almost every time, it was one reply, and it was just a bot. Yep. With, with like the thing that I never understand is why someone would think if they're like, copy the URL that is my profile name or whatever, and then it's just like totally broken up, like that is literally never legit. <laughs> And that would be the weirdest way to do that. But we aren't going to shame those people. Oh, no, that's fair. Because it's better to yep. talk about it and educate. No, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. Wow. Hold on a second. What? I I think you were the hot take and I was the level-headed one. <laughs> we did it. We came full circle. <laughs> I, I, I'm having a moment here. <laughs> oh man but yeah i don't know it's it's rampant it's it's like it it feels like you know when you go to like some weird website and there just happens to be a comment section yes you're like i don't know why this has a comment section but it does and it's just like bots talking to each other yeah youtube comments like actively feels like that it really does it's really awful it's crazy it's awful right now yeah um okay bell do you want to hit us yeah just one message before we go into merge messages uh, the auctions so far have raised over eleven thousand dollars. Wow! So it'll be matching quite a lot. Good. And they're still open, and there is a new GPU added as well. So make sure to check out the link in all of the descriptions. Cool. Oh, okay. So just to recap, we're talking about the auction for um, 
uh, fundraising for supporting Ukraine charity thing, Ivan. So you might remember Ivan, formerly of uh, here and NCIX. So we've worked together a couple of times, actually, um, is has donated his extensive GPU collection. We're going to have that linked in the video description. And uh, the proceeds are going to help. Um, oh, what was the specific organization? Crud. SOS Children's Villages. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bell. And then last week, I impromptu uh, committed to matching the total donation amount. So once all of those auctions are completed and paid for, I will match the total amount. Um, and I talked to Yvonne about that, and that is now actually approved, which is good, <laughs> because <laughs> when I say I'm going to do stuff and I don't actually check with the controller of the purse strings, that's bad. Yeah, and... Yeah. We're at our limit of like how many items we can list this month or something. But next month, Ivan actually contributed one more special GPU. Remember these? Yep, I also know where that's from. Only a handful of these were ever made. These are Star Wars editions of the NVIDIA Titan XP. And this is the Galactic Empire version. So we'll be doing one more one after. Awesome. Uh, from Edward, what uh, are there any things that you collect as a hobby? I don't really like collect stuff. So I like the idea of collecting. You know, I went to Willow Video for the first time this week. It's kind of cool. I had never been there before. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. I, picked, I actually like really like that. Sword. I picked up some 3D Blu-rays. We did a video on uh, 3D TVs this week. Just like, a, you know, a... WTF happened to 3D TVs video. We got our hands on the best 3D TV ever made, okay, the nice. LG Signature G6. Yeah, it sounds like it probably would be. What's really cool about it is that every 3D Blu-ray is 1080p because 3D 4K never really happened. 4K yeah. happened after 3D and they just 3D was already kind of dead. Um, so this TV is 4K and it has a polarization film on every other vertical line. So what it means is you can use passive glasses so there's no shutters and because the content is 1080p oh. but the panel is 4K yeah it can actually show full quality full vertical resolution 1080p images at the same time it offset feels like it might actually not be a trash experience by only one pixel and it was so awesome and I'd forgotten how cool it was done well yeah. the shutter glasses suck that I started looking into it and um, I realized that with this product from HD Fury I want to say you can actually play back 3D Blu-rays into this splitter that will then split each frame packed alternating frame the right and left frame out to two different projectors put polarizing <laughs> filters on them and I want to do a 3D theater at home do that yeah yeah <laughs> The reason we went to Willow Video in the first place was because we didn't have any good 3D content. We had Titanic, which was early, awful 2D to 3D conversion. Sounds about right. It was just headache-inducing, right? And we wanted some animated films, so we were like, where are we going to go? Willow Video. They had a great selection. They had almost the entire MCU <laughs> in 3D. I was so close to buying it. I settled on just some animated films because they tend to translate best. Yeah. And it just, it got me kind of jazzed and excited because it's going to be a really fun project anyway. So 
I don't remember where I'm going with this story anymore, but I went to Willow Video. It's as amazing as you said. Right. I like the idea of collecting. So I saw all the Marvel movies in 3D and I was like, I should collect these. And I picked them all up and I went, I don't need these. I put them down. And that's always my thing. I have a copy of Super Mario RPG for SNES because Anthony was at Willow Video and texted me and was like, hey, it's actually a pretty good price for a CIB. I know you've wanted one of these for a long time. Do you want it? And I was like, impulse buy. Yes. Um, They're probably just sitting on a shelf somewhere. I'm not going to buy another one. Yeah. You know, I like, I'm not going to, oh, I really want to copy Final Fantasy three, but uh, anyway, I'm not six, but three because SNES in North America. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just, I have trouble with it. Like I just, I like the idea of it and I'm like, this is cool. And like when people have cool collections, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. But I just, I, I don't get any, I don't derive any joy from just like looking at my stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. I personally appreciate more like uh, mementos or reminders mm -hmm. of like things that I have done or been a part of or whatever. Those have more meaning to me than purchase collectibles. Sure. Yeah. So I still I still have a bunch of like I have a lot of the passes from shows that we've gone to. I have like little things from from stuff that I've either done personally or professionally from like pretty much my whole life. And I like those things. I don't want to get rid of those. Yeah, I have I have like a, a memento box and I actually have a place at the new house that I'm going to put them. Cool. So I have a shelf behind where I'm going to be streaming that's got nice. RGB illumination on each shelf. And so I'll be able to put like all my stuff there, which that's will sweet. be pretty cool. Huh? Uh, don't, well, we'll look at that later. <clears throat> From Joshua, love the PC build guide, the last one you'll ever need. Are there any other ideas or plans for other long form build guides? Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's a lot of work. That took like four months. And the good news is that it is completely rocket shipping for us now. It started out kind of slow, which was really, really discouraging. And is now at the point where it's it's broken free from, from gravity's pull and is is headed straight to orbit. So I'm I'm really happy with how it turned out. But the thing you guys got to understand is that content like that is not sustainable on the platform. So like, look at this. Okay, here's the here's the raw numbers. Okay, 2.8 million views. So you can see this really broke through what our typical view range is, which is this this gray band here. It did drive some new subscribers, not nearly as much as we'd like to see with content like that. Uh, you want, I, I would want to see this double with this kind of view count, but we've really struggled to drive new subscribers lately. I'm not sure exactly why compared to our peaks, we're like one sixth of our daily rate or something like that right now, even though all the new content is generating net new subscribers. This watch time, this is monstrous. And that's why you're seeing these crazy revenue numbers on it. But even with these revenue numbers, even with the Seasonic dedicated sponsorship, this was such a colossally expensive video to produce that while we did come out okay on this one, I would not be looking to make a bet like that again. And no, that wasn't in a month. When did it come out? Did it come out in a month? I'm not sure. Yeah, in a month. Um, people are like, 11K in a month? Nice. Okay, okay, yes. Yes, that's really nice. But it was really expensive to make. That's not net. That's gross. So you got to be careful with that. 
from William. My son loves the ABCs of gaming book and plushie so much, and the photos are very cute. <laughs> oh, this is so cute. They actually <laughs> included them in their son's uh, six months uh, photo shoot. That oh, is cool. adorable. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> Any dad tips for someone new to fatherhood? I mean, other than just try really hard all the time. And by the time they get to about six months, be aware that they're playing you. Okay? You got to understand, just because they can't talk, just because they don't speak English or whatever language you speak, um, that doesn't mean that they are not homo sapiens. They are f***ing smart. Okay? And they are basically playing you from the moment they can, like, make eye contact to the moment that you kick them out of your house. Um, uh, probably still after that. Yeah, prob probably probably still after that. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I just mean you have to you have to respect them. You have to understand that these are highly highly intelligent creatures and you have to be consistent, right? Because they will look for every gap in your armor and they will exploit it. And most importantly, they will look for the gaps between you and your SO, assuming that you're raising the child with an SO. Interesting. That makes sense. That's the big one. Yeah. Is they will find those gaps and they will exploit them. If 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 mom always gives in to, you know, video games before dinner and dad always gives in to uh treats before dinner, then they're gonna go to mom and ask for video games, they're gonna go to dad and ask for treats, and the parents are gonna come in, they're gonna be eating treats, playing video games, and you're gonna be like, What is going on here? They're they they're gonna look for it. Makes sense. Nats, that... hold on. Natso one says, "My dad calls me the gift that keeps on receiving." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's pretty good. The thing that gets me is when when we play games with little man, mm -hmm. the speed at which he adapts to things. Oh yeah, their like, brains are actually oh, wired better than ours. Because like they're not there's, solidified there's, yet. There's experience and there's wisdom and there's whatever else, but there's also the rate that he's catching up. And it's like mind blowing. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> like okay, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a little spooky. From Micah, what were your guys' first big tech purchase? Do you still have it today, or did you have immediate buyer's remorse? Mineral LPC. Don't have it today. No buyer's remorse. Yeah, my first big one would have been my first. I didn't pay for my discman. I don't think. I don't know if you can call like call like a, a fish tank and some oil a tech purchase because I already had all the computer components, but whatever, I'm counting it. Yeah, my first gaming computer, I don't have it, but I did do a build, like replicating it a little while ago. That was I, cool. I did do a video about it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have any use for it today. It kind of, you know, sucks. That's the thing about tech. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I still had my SNES. That wasn't a purchase. I, I lost that when I moved. That was a gift, though. I wish I still had it, but I don't. So no, no, I guess it's all gone. From Ryan, I'm preparing to make a change from a standalone headset to a DAC, amp, and headphone combo. Do you have any recommendations on brands or models for a first-timer? Nope. Go talk to people who specialize in that or come back in like a year. We've, we've got someone hired already who's working away on our test suite for the lab on all of that stuff, but we're not ready to publish anything, so uh, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, we should do... Should we do one more time? Oh, wait. You have to go now, right? Let's do... Are you out? I, I have a little bit more time. I can fire through one more topic and then I have to go. Okay. Or some merch messages and then we should pick something one. we should pick something cool. Is there anything specifically for Luke? 
I don't think there was. Bye bye iPod. Sure. Did you ever have an iPod? No. Me neither. My brother did. I feel I like think. I missed out. I don't. Oh. Okay. Well, that's a controversial take. Is um, it? Yeah, maybe. Me. I. Uh, I don't know. When they first came out, they were really expensive. Oh yeah. Like especially for the stage in life that I was oh, yeah. at. Like there was no way. I think I was like first year university or so when when iPods really started popping off. Oh, so that would have been 2005. Because right. when did yeah. they come out? Oh no, no, they must have been earlier than that. I when did the first was, iPod was, come I out? It was later than that, or maybe it was later. 2001. Than that. Okay, so it was significantly later than that that the first person at my nobody school, at my school had an that, iPod. So that's what. Yeah, I think the first person nobody. at my school to get one was probably closer to like 2006. Like. There was one guy with a mini disc player. Everyone else was still on Discmans. Yeah. I, I don't think I had a Discman either. It huh. just, it, it seemed, especially when the iPod was like, when people cared about it, you know, a lot. I, yeah. I just kept looking at it being like, there's no, I don't have a phone yet. Like, I'm not going to buy this portable music player. Um, Especially when, like, a lot of the, I don't know, a lot of the physical activity that I did at that time would, would have been while I was wearing helmets. Like, I'm not, it's not going to 400 work. US dollars. At that time. With a five gigabyte hard drive. Yeah, like, there's no way. In 2001. And it was a hard drive. And I remember back then thinking, that's, that's a hard really drive. stupid. I don't want that. So <laughs> my first MP3 player was in high school. I Although must I have been in grade 10. I was either in grade 10 or 11, and it was an RCA Lyra. Cool. Uh, I got the the 64 gig version because I could not afford the 128 gig version. It just was not worth the extra money. And it looked a little something like this. This yeah, guy okay. right here. It held under an album worth of songs at like reasonable quality. You could put a whole album on if you were willing to really... Uh, the quality a little bit but that served my purposes once i was ready to retire my discman and i don't really have any regrets about that i i was i, I was and actually still am the kind of person that only really listens to a handful of songs at a time so the way i handle it now is i just add things to my likes the automatic playlist in in youtube music i just i'll like things and then whenever i start i want to listen to music i'll just start playing that playlist and by the time it makes it through the stuff I've ratted, ratted, the stuff I've added recently that I am enjoying listening to right now, then I'll probably be done driving wherever it is I'm driving right. or yeah, yeah. cleaning up whatever room it is I'm cleaning up and I'm ready to move on. Like, I don't, I remember thinking at the time, how could I possibly have a thousand songs that I need to have at my fingertips? And then yeah, now we've come so far from, from, from there, it's hundreds of thousands of songs at your fingertips. At some point in time, I had a creative zen. Never, I never did. What did I use then? I had my lira. But the the creative zen that I got, I specifically remember, it was like thirty bucks. Like it was, it was very out of date when I bought it. It was like, yeah. I listened to a lot of radio back then. Me too. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even really think about that. Yeah. No, I just didn't really have. An MP3 player until I got an iPhone, iPhone 4. Yep. If I remember correctly, I would sit at my computer. I'm, wow, I didn't even think about this. 
I would sit at my computer and listen to my Napster. <laughs> Downloaded MP3s. And then if Wait, you were out. I had CDs too. No, I had a CD player in my room. I had uh, my, I got my brother's. Why did no, I, I ripped this? them. Okay, I'm confused. Oh, I think my brother went away to university. Maybe that's why I got it. I don't remember. Yeah. But he had like a boom box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. So I got his of that. But I never had my own. I just That's crazy. Yeah, I'm like thinking back to that summer I painted my parents' house. Like, yeah, I, I was listening to Hybrid Theory on, on a boombox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's probably it for me. I got to bounce here. All right. See you later. Okay. Well, uh, oh, I guess I didn't really like talk about the topic. So 20 years of production, Apple ended one of its oh, most right. iconic nameplates, the iPod. Only in the subtitle do they mention that the iPod Touch will be available while supplies last. It is apparently already sold out. They talked about the spirit of the iPod and how it lives on in Apple Music integration across the current products from iPhone to HomePod Mini and Apple Music. And here are some iPod facts for you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Jonathan Horst. The first iPod came out on October 23rd, 2001 as a minor launch. It had a mechanical click wheel, 5 gigs of storage, a full-size FireWire port, and cost, this says only, truly an Apple perspective, cost only $399. US The iPod burst in popularity after Apple released iTunes for Windows. Glass of water in hell? Uh-oh, okay, yep. And the iPod mini at $249, reaching a much wider audience. Yeah, that was the other issue, was the early non-hard drive-based iPods just felt not sensible in terms of how much storage I could put on and how yeah. much storage they had for the price at a later stage of my life where I had a much larger music library. Yeah, it, and, it, and it mentions here that it peaked in popularity around 2008. That lines up because I was thinking like, yeah, it was like 2006, 2007 when I saw the first one in my school. Yeah. So I don't know. The last click wheel iPod Classic was discontinued in 2014. That recently? <laughs> really? That's interesting. If you're interested in iPod contact, uh, content, check out Dank Pods or Garbage Time on Flowplane. Let's go. Anyways, that's it. All right. See you later, Luke. I'm still going to stick Bye. around and do a few merch messages here because uh, people are apparently eating up those stealth pants as well as the screwdriver shirt. So I definitely got some more stuff to talk about. Oh, crap. Um, hmm. I think Yvonne took my car and Luke was going to be my ride today. So that's pretty funny. I guess I will Uber home. <laughs> now we know. You can pay me to drive you home. Fantastic. You still count as hours, right? Uh, I, I, I don't actually know how that works, to be perfectly honest with you, because it's not really your job. All right. What are we doing now? Well, from we have a question from Tatten. How do you feel the opening of Lab 2 and testing will affect mm -hmm. sponsors and ads? Do you feel like that will create a conflict of interest? The way that I see it is the harder we go with labs and the more we lean into empirical data, the more precious a sponsorship on LTT is going to become because as soon as you start rejecting more of your sponsors, you can increase the rates for the ones that remain because... Like I've, I've talked about so many times in the past, it all comes down to our most valuable commodity, which is the trust that we maintain with our viewers. So yeah, we're probably going to lose some sponsors. I mean, stuff happens, right? You, you call out someone who previously sponsored you. I think a perfect example would be someone like an NVIDIA and someone gets salty and they don't work with you anymore. And it's like, okay. And eventually that person will move on um, at NVIDIA, I have a pretty good idea who it is. I think they're pretty high up and it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's fine. I can wait. I'm younger than them. Um, and 
it's just going to be a cycle, right? Because the thing that people, I think a lot of people miss is that companies are made up of people. And so people come and people go and people have different approaches. And we used to be a lot more uh, conservative, I think, in our in the way that we engaged with companies. Like we used to worry more about what they thought. And nowadays, the way that we see it, we just need to do whatever is right for our viewers. And the companies that understand that and respect that are going to engage with us and they're going to get access to that that relationship we built with our viewers and the ones that don't understand that and want to try and play games are not going to get access. And it's really just that simple. From Magni, what are your thoughts on the ever-increasing power consumption of top-end GPUs, especially with the rumors of the 4090 drawing up to 600 watts or more? I feel, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm painting myself into a corner here. Uh, what I want to say is we're reaching a practical limit. And I feel like this is one of those situations where it's like, you know, you can go back and six, seven, eight years ago, there's clips of me on WAN shows saying, yeah, crypto, you're never going to be able to buy anything real with Bitcoin, right? Like I'm <laughs> 64 kilobytes of RAM ought to be enough for anyone or whatever that, that misattributed quote is. Um, it's possible I'd like to think that we're only really going to see that in in crazy, like gigantic, multi-die data center products. But I don't know. I don't know, man. There's there's this never-ending appetite for higher and higher performance gaming solutions, right? And display resolutions. We're all we, you can already buy a display today, right? That cannot be driven by any modern GPU and probably not comfortably driven by the next generation of GPUs. We have new interfaces coming. DisplayPort 2.0 is right around the corner that are going to be able to drive those kinds of resolutions at high refresh rates. We are, we are three, four generations of product away from being able to play a AAA game today at 8K 120 FPS. So with that in mind... I don't think it's impossible that we will keep seeing companies chasing these higher and higher and higher total graphics power consumption numbers. I'd, I'd like to say we're capped out, but nothing's impossible. I mean, Intel, okay, Intel, you want to find a more conservative, you want, you, like, Okay, <laughs> I wanted to say something along the lines of you won't find a more conservative blue company, but IBM might actually take, take the cake there. But Intel, hyper conservative, and yet they released that weird Peltier uh, cooler that, where they partnered with um, EK and Cooler Master, right? So uh, clearly nothing's off the table anymore. From Emerald Coco, what's your favorite Saturday morning cartoon growing up, and how much do you miss it? Saturday morning cartoons. Man, there was a lot of Looney Tunes reruns when I was a kid. Favorite, though. I love the theme song of the Casper the Friendly Ghost show, but it almost always... It was like it was one of those variety ones, like... Um, oh, what's the one... I, I don't remember, but there there were a handful of ones where it was like sketches 
And, you know, I almost never got to see the, the, the characters that I liked from the intro. So Saturday morning cartoons, man, I don't even remember. I was never an Animaniacs kid. I can tell you that much. Not into that. Hopefully chat. Chat can help me out here a little bit. Uh, yeah, DuckTales was awesome. Still like DuckTales. DuckTales is an amazing show. Dexter's Lab. Yeah, Dexter's Lab. I don't enjoy that much. Uh, I don't enjoy anymore as an adult, but I did like it when I was a kid. Didn't watch Doug. Didn't get into Sonic the Hedgehog. Reboot was okay. You know, maybe I just didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons that much. Samurai Pizza Cats was one of those shows I just didn't really understand. I just didn't really get it. I've always had that experience when I try to watch anime-style shows. I, I, I've i been told there are some ones that as an adult I might really enjoy. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, like I saw a handful of episodes. I'm trying to think. I don't think we had cable at either of my parents' houses at that point in my life. So that definitely put a damper on how much Saturday morning cartoons I could watch. But I had video games, right? I had my SNES at my, at my dad's house. Yeah, shout out Reboot. Canadian show, so good. I remember the animation being a lot better than it was. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, I had a look at it recently. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, from Dakota and quite a few different people, uh, any updated thoughts on the Steam Deck with their continued updates, like 40 hertz, uh, as well as the they Windows drivers? are going so hard. I'm so impressed with Valve's apparent commitment to the Steam Deck. They were clearly not done out of the gate, and it's everything from performance improvements to fan profile improvements to quality of life improvements. And I got to say, at the rate that they're going right now, my original review, like the Steam Deck is going to be unrecognizable in a year compared to what you guys saw. And that's without them changing any of the hardware. So I'm all I got to say is kudos, Valve. I want to see more, but you're doing a great job. Keep it up. From Noah. Do you think it's possible that desktop OS systems could eventually replace Android and iOS with this move to desktop processors being the same as what's in mobile processors? No. I I don't foresee that. And I, I think it's more likely that we're going to see, like we've seen on, on Mac OS, I think it's more likely that we're going to see mobile-first architectures make their way into desktop applications. Or, I mean, they're all they've already made huge inroads in the enterprise x86 i don't know was very reliant on moore's law was reliant on the transistors just shrinking so that the chips would just get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper so they could maintain all that legacy as they as they added new features and added more performance whereas whether you want to talk arm or you want to talk risk 5 they don't have that baggage and i think that if we're talking in the long term we're talking 10 20 30 years it's it's just going to be really tough from Justice, I'm running a 3080 and an i9 9900K. Looking at the numbers, I'm thinking about going to 12th gen. Do you think the performance would be noticeable? The performance increase will be noticeable, but whether it will be noticeable in a way that actually makes you a better gamer, for example, is an entirely different ball of wax. I mean, the cool thing about tools like um, NVIDIA's FrameView, for example, or even just the FPS counter that they have in their... Uh, in their GeForce Experience dashboard, is that everyone has access to benchmarking tools for free, included with their GPU, that 
were maybe broadly available in the form of something like fraps back in the day, but not necessarily as easy to use or as intuitive because you have to actually go install a separate third-party application. So what you should do is you should have a look at the games you play, at the resolution that you play at, the details that you want to see, and figure it out. Do you, are, are you actually... Do you actually need more performance? And if you do, should you be waiting for the upcoming RDNA 3 and uh, RTX, whatever it ends up being called, maybe 40 series, that's supposed to be coming sometime this year? Maybe you have an unlimited budget. Maybe you could afford to do both. But given that you're asking if it's worth it, I would say that you do not. Oh, you have a G9 Neo. Oh, good gravy. I'd say you're going to be more GPU limited. You should, you should uh, wait for a GPU. 9900K is still a, a darn fast chip. From Benjamin, I love the idea of a tech link for gaming. Do you have any ideas on what content you can imagine that show covering? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see us covering game development news. I could see us doing a lot more coverage of things like consoles. Uh, it's something that we... we touch on on TechLinked, but TechLink can never really afford to be a, a deeper dive into really any vertical. So if we were to do something like a, a, a gaming focused version of a TechLink like show, I think it would just be it would be more depth. I'd love to see us cover things like speedrunning news, right? That's stuff that just does not make the grade for for TechLinked because it doesn't have that mainstream appeal. But it is something that even if uh, a gaming version of TechLinked is only going to get half the viewership per episode of TechLinked, I think it could still be very sustainable, and we could we could shine more light on on the events in in those kinds of communities, or you know, talk about things like um, there's been there's been a lot of discussion around things like burnout in the game games uh, development industry. I, these are things that I think we'd like to cover more. From Ty. Hi, Linus. Long-time fan. Hi, Ty. I currently own two HP ProLiant server racks outfitted with multiple servers. I'm in the process of moving and wonder if you have any advice on how to move my servers and hard drives. Your hard drives should be boxed up in foam boxes like they were shipped in, and then they should be ideally hand-carried. You really want to reduce vibration. The last thing you want to do is put them on a cart with hard wheels and roll them across a parking lot because there's a whole story there. It's bad. Vibration is a hard drive killer. Um, other than making sure that they're well padded, uh, I can tell you that one thing I would like to do if I was you is have a copy of the data that is not in transit on these hard drives. I don't know how doable that will be for you, but that's that's the safest way. And then when I get to the other side, I would like to run tests i would like to run at the very least smart tests on these drives to validate that they are in fact still working before i put my data uh onto them all presumably the data will still be there but before i rely on them again from carlos and quite a few people in chats any updates on the short circuit hoodie that you're aware of uh oh i can get you that actually one moment please short circuit i just need to check uh, nick's weekly check-in nick run read report okay so here's the one from the week of may 1st this is from last week short circuit circuit hoodie says i believe they are shipping out this week is nick's update for me on that and gmail just signed me out thank you very much for that but i did get you guys the update 
Awesome. From Dylan, do you think NVIDIA will have a response to the uh, GX50 GPUs just released by AMD, or are they just going to wait to the 40 series? I mean, they already launched the 3090 Ti. If NVIDIA were going to respond in any meaningful way, I would think it might be a price adjustment. I don't think we're going to see another product launch, honestly. From Carl. You mentioned on a previous WAN show that LMG wants to create a wall from fan-colored GPU Wasteland postcards. Any updates? Have we received any back? I haven't received an update on that. We have definitely received some back, so I would strongly encourage you guys to choose the GPU Wasteland postcard and send it to us. But we have not begun integrating them into a wall. I do know that Nick has some. He's shown them to me. But I haven't seen, I haven't seen any other than like the first five or so that were sent over. It's going to be super cool. From Luther, how did you get into motorcycling, and what's your favorite motorcycle-related memory? Oh, my my dad had a bike, so he would take me on the back of it sometimes, and that seemed pretty fun and cool. And I um I got my I got some help buying my first bike from an old colleague who actually you might know from the roast, Taryn, not not the not the Taryn video editor who uh, used to work here, but. Taryn, my, my old boss at NCIX, uh, he helped me pick out a starter bike and pointed me in the direction of a, a good course to make sure that I was learning to ride safely. I guess he didn't want his underling to end up as roadkill any sooner than I absolutely had to. And uh, Vaughn, we're just about wrapped. Apparently, Yvonne did not leave without me, which is excellent because Luke cannot give me a ride today. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. Hey, do you want to come join me? Uh... Okay, Yvonne's joining me. She'll be she'll be here soon. Might wanna... Okay, cool. Uh yeah. So I got to ride on a bike as a kid, and then my old boss helped me buy one, and I I guess that's I guess that's about it. What am I joining you for? Um <laughs> well the first thing you're gonna do is move a little closer to the mic. These are super, super oh, okay. near field, and you might need to adjust where it is because yeah. it's for Luke. Luke. Yeah. From Connor. It has been great to see the LTT team grow over the years. From personal experience, can it be hard to keep a constant vision, consistent vision with such a large creative team? Ooh. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the big one is that early on, I... I had very direct control over every piece of content. Like I would write or at least oversee pretty much every element of it. And then as soon as it got to the point where I would be busy filming tomorrow's video while today's was being edited and I couldn't even look at the edit until it was pretty much done, I I had to concede a whole bunch of control. And then it's kind of slipped away and slipped away and slipped away to the point where now instead of saying what words instead of dictating what words we're going to say and what we're going to show on the screen, it's more like, here are general guiding principles for what our content should look like. And then now we've gotten to the point where those general guiding principles come from like our executive management team instead of from me. And then if I see something that's gone totally off the rails, then I might step in and call for a course correction. Well, I think it depends which department you're talking about, though, because if you're talking about the writing department for LTT, you're still like the content manager. You're scheduling and planning that content. Yes, other people are bringing ideas. You're also still reviewing every single script. No, so... not every script. Not anymore? No. For okay. example, I hosted a video moments before this WAN show that was, I, I worked on the skeleton with Alex, 
So I did kind of lay out what the structure of the video was, what I envisioned that it was going to be. But Alex wrote it, Anthony reviewed it, and I showed up and it was on the prompter. Okay. And now, obviously, I'm not going to read something that I don't agree with. I think that's something that's a more recent change, though. I mean, that is something we're trying to transition to is not having you on everything. But I think it depends on the department for sure. Mm -hmm. From Corey. Love you guys. Can't wait to get shirts and stickers. Do you have any favorite TV or streaming shows right now? Oh, man. Are you going to are they asking you or are they asking me? I don't know. Oh, they're people asking love you. Yvonne. They want to hear from you. Um, I cannot watch TV because I get hooked, like addicted. And then I do nothing but binge watch the entire season. So I'm not allowed TV or books. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I really, I, I'm the same way. It's really hard for me to pick up a new show because as soon as I do, like I, anytime someone tells me this is a really good show, I will make a mental note to never watch it. <laughs> Because if I do, it's going to be a big problem. I, I, I have been, my go to sleep show has been Bob's Burgers reruns lately. So I guess I like that. But I, yeah, I'm not into yeah. anything right now. I think we're both more into movies because the time commit is very set in stone. Um, yeah. But for Linus, he'll watch at one speed and I'll watch at one and a half speed just to be more efficient about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be efficient about wasting my time. <laughs> She'll also be like working on a like a, a a sticker sticker design for on the cricket for the kids' walls or whatever at the same time as she's watching a movie. Whereas I tend to watch a movie to turn my brain off, so I I don't really want to be doing anything at the same time. I'll fold laundry, and and watch something, but that's that's about the most brain consuming thing that I can do while I'm also trying to enjoy a movie or a TV show. That's it. That's all the messages. Everything else is just people saying hi to Yvonne and that they love Yvonne. Hi. Oh, she's hosting a short circuit soon. Yeah, I am. It was my first one. I was really nervous. So hopefully everyone likes it. <laughs> are you going to give them any more details about it or is that it? Uh, well, it's on the Cricut. Uh, it's something that I've been using for a little while now. I just upgraded myself. I treated myself to like their top tier model. Um, and then I made, yeah, I made some stickers and I made something for Riley, which you guys are going to have to check out. And yeah, I guess that's, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into it because I want them to watch it. <laughs> Uh, oh, there was something here. Oh, I missed it. Uh, it was in float plane chat. There was something I was going to respond to, but I guess it's gone. All right. Well, oh, uh, Olenek said that's why he hasn't seen The Mandalorian. I actually did watch the first season of The Mandalorian. It was just not very good. Sorry. Um, did you end up watching it? No, I didn't. Okay. Yvonne's not that into Star yeah. Wars in the first place and bad well, Star Wars is not any better. I, guess. I was into, what was it called? It's not the, it's the ones that came later, the prequels, but not really because they came later. I liked those ones and then I got crap for liking them, but the story was better. <laughs> there was more like character development. <laughs> I guess. I mean, were they good characters? Oh, I didn't say they were. I just was said it, that was, was interesting. Was it skillful character development? It was more interesting. There was more going on. Okay. Yeah, anyway. All right. Well, we've wrapped up the rest of our merch messages, so I think it's time to head home. Bye. Thanks for watching. Good night, y'all.